0: Welcome back to the Blindsiders. I am Ben, I'm joined here by Brian, and I double-checked this week, and I know last week I said we were covering episode 10, but in fact, this week we we're actually covering episode 10, and I was lying last week. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are here to cover, uh, what I thought was a pretty solid episode of the show, uh, and what I think it's probably like the, the kickoff for the end game here. Uh, Brian, what were your thoughts overall?
1: Yeah, very good. Um, you know, Ben, basically, you told the audience that, uh, you know, they were Dylan's puppets uh, to, with, that, with that lie about the episode number. But, uh, you know, I think we'll, we can get them back on our side. I thought it was a very good episode. Like you said, it seems like a kickoff. It almost seems like we are heavily setting up Omar to be the winner of the season with high being you know one of the bigger threats to win going you know into this end game now being removed i still think drea has a good chance and then i mean realistically it could still be anybody because i i don't think i necessarily considered erica to be uh the winner at this point of last season so uh yeah no this should be a good end game great season so far
0: yeah I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said my my one two is uh also uh, omar drea coming out of this episode yeah. with like a, a pretty big gap before i could even <laughs> come up with a three i think mm-hmm. uh i i you know like you said obviously like anything can happen uh, you know, erica I, like i didn't see erica coming into like the final six ish mm-hmm. uh and right now we're at the final seven so definitely could be surprised but right now omar one drea two Big gap before I probably put like Mary Ann three, maybe.
1: Yeah, she's had the most, uh, like consistent content, and then Lindsay is coming on strong. But yeah, I mean, I'll give my opinion on Lindsay absent for a lot of the
0: season, so yeah, yeah. Um, but Yeah. yeah, I guess we can get into it here. Uh, before we get into the reward challenges, there's basically like two kind of important things that happen. Uh, the first is kind of a, a setup for what ends up being like the main narrative of the episode, hmm. uh, which is after coming back from the Roy vote, uh, Mike is pissed and uh, Mike vents his frustrations with uh, what he saw as high kind of strong-arming the vote to Omar, who while he doesn't actually agree with what Mike is saying, uh, pretends to agree for the sake of uh, stirring the pot a little bit and uh, widening the the uh, gap between uh, Mike and High.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like we talked about this last week. Obviously, there was the other tribal council is probably more important, both like narratively and also for like bigger ramifications of Survivor in general. But um, where we kind of talked about like. Was it so important to get Rockstroy out that High needed to strong arm Mike? Um, I don't think we were sure about it, but we felt maybe perhaps it was weren't super comfortable with it. And then it really seems to have like rubbed Mike the wrong way where he went through with it, but he didn't feel good about it. And he's kind of stewed on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've kind of seen a, a consistent narrative throughout the season of Mike being very, Like, Mike seeing his promises is very important. Mm -hmm. As one that he can't break, uh, even though he does break them a lot. Uh, But he gets very, you know, upset at people who put him into a position where he feels like he has to break promises. Mm -hmm. um, And he, like, kind of blames them for his own inability to either not make promises he can't break or not care about breaking promises on Survivor. Right. Uh, Yeah, I think Omar kind of very well uh, kind of clocked Mike's you know way he used like, the game throughout this entire episode and like this is the start of him essentially manipulating Mike into being his puppet uh, mm. which is exactly what Mike doesn't want to be
1: yeah no I mean it's, it really works out well when you can convince your puppet that they're like the one calling the shots on, on things that you yeah. want to happen Um mm-hmm. And then I guess the other like big thing, right, would be like Omar and Lindsay talking about Jonathan. Um where John where Omar is kinda like, Okay, well Lindsay was kind of with Jonathan. Now Lindsay's kind of more with me and I, I have to think perhaps during this conversation though it wasn't aired, maybe this is where they kind of started to work on this plan of pulling high away from um from mike or rather mike away from high uh
0: yeah i mean this kind of ends up being high is like downfall episode uh even though like there is a lot of positive stuff uh in high in this episode we do get like a, his uh his backstory montage finally mm-hmm. uh, a little bit um, but uh, we don't really see high making a ton of like super obvious mistakes in this episode uh, at least other than he kind of gets too comfortable and lets a lot of his relationships slip and kind of seeds a lot of ground to people who are more actively working, like Omer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's kind of just the start of that, where he, he kind of takes a lot of his allies for granted, and that's kind of been a pattern I've seen throughout the merge, uh, starting with, uh, or like, I guess, technically, you know, Lydia, Lydia's vote was not the merge, according to Jeff, but... Sure, yeah. Sure, uh, Jeff. Um, but yeah, starting with the Lydia vote, where he was just very okay with Omar putting the vote on to Lydia and didn't really mm-hmm. seem to do a very good job of fighting back against that or caring too much
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and yeah I I think that he just kind of can kind of like got a little too cocky in his position and when you get comfortable in survivor yeah you know, it's when uh, you can get up played so.
1: yeah no and it, it, it just very quickly like all collapsed around him without him even being aware of it which sucks because like he I think before this he was a good player he definitely has like good strategic you know chops um, he's fun he obviously had that great moment at the beginning of the season where he forced you know Daniel to flip his vote and you know that's a big reason why he got so far but it was very obvious that even at the end of this episode, he had no idea how far, like, or, like how everything kind of had progressed past where he was. He was still thinking, like, he's in a good spot. To the point where even he thought that he could lie to Jonathan unnecessarily, maybe, um, and kind of pull a fast one on him. But uh, everyone else had already left high behind
0: yeah no 100 percent um and uh yeah i This is an interesting episode because i feel like this is like the first episode in a, in a few weeks where we've got like very pure like s- true social manipulation survivor <clears throat> where somebody has a goal uh, in terms of like omar has the goal in turning people against Ty and getting him voted out and we just see like from start to finish that goal just be executed step mm-hmm. by step uh and we also as you mentioned have like kind of the the secondary goal that somebody has in the episode uh, which is Lindsay uh, wanting to get rid of Jonathan uh, for some reason i i don't actually fully understand the reasoning here uh, I, I guess i could take now as an opportunity to say that i i think this was a breakout episode for Lindsay obviously she's mm-hmm. she was a major player in the episode probably like the second most visible person besides uh, Omar. Yeah. Um, Always she, good um, to
1: win two challenges yeah, for, yeah, and for increased both. screen time.
0: Yeah. She won both challenges in the episodes of reward and immunity. So obviously she's going to get a ton of screen time.
1: Mm. But
0: I don't understand the logic in wanting to vote out Jonathan because it seems like she's just like annoyed that he's bad at strategy and like kind of, you know, hard to uh, work with, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. But like, a reason to get rid of somebody really because in my opinion jonathan is probably willing to go to the end with her and i think that she probably has a little leg up on him in terms of the jury vote so Hmm. maybe i'm misreading that but it seems kind of weird to want to do that and then on top of that uh, she was able to beat him in the immunity challenge he came in extremely close second Uh, like they were they were really the only two people who seemed to have any realistic shot of winning and uh, you know he's coming off of immunity wins so like it, it seems like it would be an easy sell to make it work and she still couldn't get it done so in my opinion like although Lindsay gets kind of a boost this episode she's doing something that i would not consider to be strategically correct or she's trying to and she's also failing at it so she's actually yeah. i think ending up in a good spot accidentally uh, but, but she's failing at doing something that i would say is wrong but I don't know what your thoughts
1: are on that. No, I agree. I mean, she is really in a very similar spot to where High is, with the exception that Omar decides to clue her in.
0: Because
1: uh-huh. she and High were very gung ho about getting Jonathan out. And then Omar was kind of like, yeah, that's not happening, Lindsay. Uh, uh-huh. So, like, hop on board. Uh, uh-huh. She even has a confessional like, oh, like, I thought we were doing this, but literally nobody wants to do it like she and she has a scene with drea where she's like drea who should we get out Hire jonathan and drea just without like missing a beat, like hi I, and she's like oh okay yeah uh, i guess that's what's happening
0: yeah and we also with the other important thing that happens uh, at the start of the episode we get a scene of Lindsay going out and looking for the idol like we get mm-hmm. we get a specific segment of like oh Lindsay is going to go out and look for the idol and also fail at that, yes. and then we're going to get Marianne finding essentially the idol that she played the night before uh, yeah. immediately. Uh, so I just don't, I don't really see where Lindsay kind of goes from here in terms of winning the game mm-hmm. uh, at all.
1: No, I I think that's entirely fair. Um, I do, I do think it was interesting her logic too, where she's like, oh, two idols were played, so one will come back in, but then we saw the idol and it was purple, so I think that was just the merge idol, and I think that was probably just there, and Mm. nobody had gone for it. I don't, I don't think they really, I mean, they have, for sure, but I feel like they tend to not re-put in idols until, like, all the idols are played and there's, like, no idols in the game. They want to, like, recirculate them, but they don't want to... Necessarily over circulate idols. Um, I mean, there's certainly there's certainly times where like you know, I mean Rick Devons pretty much just played his idol and re picked it up. Same with Ben, but uh, I don't remember exactly how many idols were in the game uh, at at that point.
0: Well, with uh, Edge of Extinction, there was like a lot of shit going on. A lot of Edge yeah, because. <laughs> because when chris came back he had an idol and when like you oh know, yeah
1: the split idol
0: yeah there yeah, was like was multiple weird. idols yeah yeah um but yeah i mean we do have like we have like two and a half idols in the game right now uh where we have right, uh, yeah the
1: amulet too Because we That's have the
0: point. yeah we have the amulet which is right now a steal a vote after High's removal removable mm-hmm. uh, that can be collected between um, Lindsay and drea Drea has her knowledge of power, which she could use to steal Mike's idol potentially, or I—I I guess she could probably use it to steal. The could she use it to steal Lindsay's amulet and like kind of, like just use it as a like? I don't know how that would work because
1: I don't know. Most yeah. optimal move is to steal Mike's idol to oh, idol Lindsay out, so that you just get another idol. Off of Lindsay's elimination, but we'll see what mm-hmm.
0: she does. Yeah, 100%. And then also, Drea and Marianne still both have extra votes, mm-hmm. and now Marianne has now refounded the idol that she played. So yeah. that's where we're standing on the advantages and idol situation. Uh, yeah. The, yeah um,
1: side. Like, we'll see. Uh, like, these kind of uh, weird outside of the box, like, twists like the amulet can kind of like for some reason in the history of survivor have like a history of just not really like working out how you think you'd think like, Oh, you take three random people who are not connected there. There's no like reason why they should all still be in the game this deep into it. Like you'd think that one of them would have gotten eliminated by now, but like for some reason it's just like the survivor gods have decided to nerf this advantage. Or to make it play out longer than the producers probably thought it would.
0: Yeah, I think they probably expected it to be an idol pretty early on in the merge. Uh, And right now, like before this episode, all three people were in, and after this, two people are still in. And you know, uh, unless one of them goes in the next like episode or two, it won't actually end up ever being an idol. And who knows if it ends up even getting played? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, no, it's so yeah.
1: I think like like I said the the way they got it was just like oh these three people randomly were selected to do the second leg of the first mm-hmm. challenge so and they're not even necessarily watching each other's backs or anything they're just all are like somewhat working together at the merge you know it's not like they're making an effort to keep each other in because mm-hmm. of the amulets power or anything so interesting we'll we'll see we'll see if it actually becomes anything
0: uh, I guess we uh, move on to the reward, where they're going to uh, compete in uh, torrential downpours, where they're going to start basically neck deep in uh, in riptides. Uh,
1: Why? Don't yeah. know. Yeah. Seems so unnecessary.
0: Jeff said we're going to have a nice and easy challenge today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a
1: lot of fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, the water there in Fiji, the water might be warmer than the rain like outside, so Probably, maybe yeah. they appreciated it.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know with uh, yeah. I don't know if it would be different depending on the weather, but yeah, um, yeah, and uh, pretty. I thought it was kind of a boring challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not something we've never seen before. Yeah, um, it seemed very basic and something that would have been like an immunity challenge, like in the earlier days of Survivor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm but now like oh, do these things. Every immunity challenge now has to be uh, endurance so has to yeah um yeah and Lindsay uh walks away with the uh with the victory here uh she gets to go uh eat survivor pizza and drink survivor beer uh, but the important thing is they get to they get to sleep uh, under a real shelter with mm-hmm. actual comfort uh for a night given that it's been torrentially downpouring.
1: Mm-hmm. um i know mike was judging that pizza so hard being mm-hmm. from like new jersey new york area where like they have very good pizza yeah i know he was like what is this
0: yeah i mean you know so i have a pizza uh, from from uh all uh, all accounts uh from players uh very bad uh, <laughs> people say there's no such thing as bad pizza but it seems like uh, pretty universally every Survivor player comes off saying that pizza's bad, so, you know, it's got to be pretty bad if people are uh, that... Like, not there. nobody can agree on anything, except every Survivor player can agree that the pizza is terrible, so...
1: Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I don't understand how he can mess up pizza. Pretty basic. I, I mean, I, I think I bring it up every time there's Survivor pizza. I've worked for, like, seven, eight years in pizza shops of my life, so it's, like, not a incredibly hard process to make a decent pizza dough but they just can't do it
0: yeah i've definitely had bad pizza before so like i yeah. i definitely know that it can be screwed up
1: <laughs> oh man someone needs to go and like teach them how to make good pizza
0: yeah i mean or they just stop doing pizza right yeah. just like just like give them like like chicken and like mm-hmm. uh i don't know like, i feel like i feel like chicken is so such an easy thing to do, and it's like such that's like probably one of the best things that you could have on Survivor, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, make like a yeah. I think they've done like chicken wraps, those yeah. those would be good, chicken that's a wrap, good reward. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, we get the family, uh, very old school family video, uh, you know, no family visits because of COVID, but uh, seem to be good for their spirits, and it's always fun to see. Um, their loved ones and probably helps them get through it a little bit more um nothing too crazy about this it's you know it's not like like in all stars when when you have everyone getting glimpses and then one person wins and then he like gives it to everyone else like rob did it was just like okay that's nice Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean it was um i thought it was pretty well done like i feel like this this was like kind of in a situation where if they did it slightly differently, it could have been really corny, but mm-hmm. the way that they did it, I thought was pretty good. Uh, and like, it didn't really come off that way at all. So yeah, pretty, pretty solid overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we get the important part of the reward uh, situation, which is the, uh, the second uh, step of Omar uh, just completely mind-fucking.
1: Yeah. No, this was great. This lie to, to say like, cause mike is already feeling uneasy omar knows this that
0: Mm
1: -hmm. high is controlling his game so omar you know he crafts a believable lie like something that like is not too crazy and he he already is preying on the insecurity that mike has around his game and works like a charm
0: yeah i mean this is brilliant i think people should people in survivor big brother we talked about this a lot the they're People should more proactively lie more often mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, uh, it's hard to pull off, uh, like, but when you pull it off, it's it's usually the most powerful tool you can have. Mm-hmm. And if you can lie about somebody and then immediately vote them out, so that the lie, it, like, they don't, if there's no time for the lie to be, uh, you know, uh, disproven, mm-hmm. uh, you're just in such a good spot because like, there's no f- way for Mike to ever find out that. Uh, that he was lied to until he like ends up on the jury or he's, you know, in the final three and it's too late. Or he's mm-hmm. like after the game when it's too late. Like there's, there's no way for this to actually blow back on Omar now. Right. Uh, unless Mike finds out in the jury and gets pissed at Omar and doesn't give him his jury vote. Like that's the worst way that it's blow point. Mm-hmm. Like.
1: But I also think Omar might see Mike as a, as a good final three like, person yeah. to no, go I, against, so. I agree. Worst case, like you said, Mike goes to the jury and it gets blown up, but I, I think, and who knows, like, but I think from the vibes I'm getting that his ideal final three would be Lindsey and Mike, uh, with Omar presumably winning uh, that. I mean, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think that's what he wants. I think that's what the show, this episode, might be setting up. Uh, mm. We'll obviously see kind of how that plays out. Uh, but I think that kind of makes sense. Uh, I, I could also see him wanting Jonathan in there if he doesn't think mm. that Jonathan could be a jury threat. But whether or not ju- uh, Jonathan is a jury threat, I think, is very... It's one of the like more confusing things to me. Like, I, I stand by that. I don't think from an edit perspective that Jonathan can win the game at this point. But from like a, a perspective of is that because he is going to get voted out in the next couple mm. of rounds or is it because he legitimately can't win a jury vote it's hard for me to tell
1: yeah i mean we don't get a lot of jonathan's perspective on things anymore so it's even like more difficult i think yeah. this was the first confessional that i can remember since like the merge episode um that he had uh-huh. just kind of so we'll see
0: uh, yeah, so I think uh, that's pretty much the, the important setup, I guess, for the uh, the rest of the uh, episode. Uh, mm. Lindsey still on the vote-out Jonathan train and is very adamant that Jonathan can't win immunity so that he can be voted out.
1: It was good to give us, like, some drama
0: of this yeah, challenge. Like for sure.
1: If it was like, oh, we need to get high out, we need to prevent high from winning, and high goes out almost immediately, it's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah one million percent yeah. I think I think it's I think it's actually very I, I don't know if it was this is like all kind of just uh editing decisions or if it was just really uh nice that things worked out the way that they did but the the storytelling in this episode was very like it was like boom 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 like very yeah. obvious of what's going on and like very easy to follow in terms of like there's two things going on it's Omar trying to turn people against high and he ends up succeeding in the end we have uh, Lindsay with her vendetta against Jonathan, and this like kind of showdown where Lindsay's able to win the challenges but lose the vote, and Jonathan stays. Uh, so yeah, very uh, very good, just like direct survivor storytelling.
1: Yeah, and I mean this this challenge was really great um, in terms of like being entertaining uh, with those two, but like once it got down to that small perch. Is like there is no way Jonathan is gonna balance on this. He is far too large.
0: Yeah, which was so. I I was able to clock pretty early on in the episode that uh, High was probably gonna be the one going. Like mm-hmm. maybe twenty five minutes into the episode, I was like, I can't really see how this is not just High's boot episode at this point. Yeah, uh, and I was like, I was confused how that would happen unless Jonathan was immune but then I saw the challenge and I was like, there's no way Jonathan wins this. So how does this happen? So it's like, it was very interesting that uh, we end up having Jonathan not immune and high also still going.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Jonathan's still just like, I I don't know if his target can get any bigger as, as an athletic threat, but like I did point out like this man is either first or second in these challenges that you wouldn't think he would necessarily be good at
0: right exactly like nobody like this this is a challenge is built for somebody with a small frame somebody mm-hmm. with small feet somebody with like uh just like good balance core strength etc like you would expect like a like kind of a a bit smaller guy or like a a very athletic uh woman to win yeah. this challenge like, like Lindsay. Obviously yeah. Lindsay did win as, which you know makes sense but you would not expect jonathan to be the, the type of player to be uh hanging on so well in these uh these kind of challenges for sure
1: yeah so uh yeah i mean other than that um i mean we kind of broke down how I, how high goes out i think it's very interesting that romeo has just been relegated to a complete non-factor um yeah because he was like a big part of the the pre-merge and the yep. pre-merge strategy and Like, I I get his vote was probably to go against a shot in the dark um, so that Jonathan goes and they don't have to, like, re-vote or anything if, like, High plays a shot in the dark and then it's all on High, but High's votes are blocked and then maybe it could come back for Romeo. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, he's just, like, not... And it sucks. Like, I don't think he's a bad player, but he's just socially on an island right now.
0: Yeah, I... I just don't really see what his path forward really is, I guess. Uh,
1: He kind of reminds me of where, like, Aubrey was in Game Changers. mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, they're surviving these rounds, but they're not influencing anything. They're just kind of there.
0: Yeah, I think that... I think he's kind of in the position that I expected Tori to be in mm-hmm. uh, from like how I was kind of you know, reading what the edit was where it's just like he's he's just kind of being dragged along now because taking a round to vote him out would be a waste And Yeah, and it would, really, it would yeah, be Yeah, and like nobody really sees him as like a, a winner threat at this point, so he's just kind of, yeah, just a non-entity, and maybe he'll be useful in a vote at some point especially like if uh, if Drea wants to make a move, hmm. like the only player left from her original tribe is uh, Romeo. And it seems like this uh, this Taki four is, they're all still here at the final seven and they could just ride it out if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's obviously like, Lindsay might not want to do that, but like that option is there. And the only way that that can be undone is really Drea at this point. Uh, mm. because she has an idol and uh, or she, she doesn't have an idol she has a a, a way to steal an idol she has Mike. access to she it, has, yeah. she has, yeah, she has access to an idol but that mm. idol is is not even in that four so she's she would just kind of be uh, taking perfect, it from uh, yeah so it, it's i don't really know what the path forward is other than like getting them to vote out jonathan at seven and then trying to flip something at six and then like having it be like drea like romeo in the final Mm. three where drea probably is the winner Right, Uh, agreed but like yeah i i still don't see even like a path for romeo to be like a driving force in that he would just kind of be like oh i need to pick up a vote and romeo is here
1: yeah i am a little surprised that drea hasn't seem to make any effort to include Mm -hmm. him in anything because like you said like yeah he's not a threat he's not like a entity but it's he could be a vote and why not just like pull romeo aside and be like hey here's what's happening i just want to keep you in the loop you know i want to stay on good terms with you like i i I think romeo would appreciate that yeah i
0: don't i just don't see even beyond that what dre is kind of doing it all, like, like she has all of these yeah. tools at her disposal to keep herself safe and to drive some kind of narrative if she wants, but she's just kind of, like, posting in, like, a, a comfortable position, similar to how I was before this episode, hmm. and I think that's pretty dangerous if, uh, if, like, she could kind of get done over and, like, kind of blindsided. That's not really, you know, it's not really the best thing to 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 do i think if she doesn't make a move next round i don't see a path for her to win the
1: yeah i i think it's especially interesting that both both high and drea like had no care about their Mm -hmm. like numbers being picked off as the merge was i mean obviously drea didn't love to see Rockstroy, but that was more you know about things outside the game than about her like thinking about the game in particular like where omar is still playing this kind of fluid game but he's also like making sure that his numbers are not the people on the chopping block so that he always has the option to fall back to them and now he's set up in a really great spot
0: yeah he has he has worked the final seven i think he has four people who consider them his number one at this point yeah in in marianne Lindsay, Mike, and Jonathan. I think all of okay. them would consider Omar their number one, which is pretty insane. Uh, just, like, for him to take, like, two to three rounds at this point to, like, go from kind of an okay position to this kind of crushing position. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, we'll see. I, like, sure, there could be a blowback, like, as he's going to have to cut people's throats. Yeah. But I, I personally do hope that, they're savvy enough players to be like oh Omar got me mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming and Omar got me rather than being like what the hell why did Omar cut me um, I thought we were so close and I think high's reaction kind of points to like these players mm-hmm. being more like oh it's a game like you guys got me you know yeah,
0: good job it's all good exactly yeah and hopefully that sets the tone for the end game as well uh, cause mm-hmm. I think this round is very much like the like I said the kind of catalyst for the way that the end game is going to flow.
1: I mean, I always prefer juries who are like that and like I don't begrudge juries that are like, hey, you personally hurt me and I cannot vote for you because of that, but I personally like it better when the jury is like, I think this person played a like more strategic game and I'm going to value that. But that's just mm-hmm. my personal preference. There's no wrong reason for someone to vote for someone to win. It's all like personal and how you, mm-hmm. how the jury members feel i'm i'm big on the person who wins survivor should win survivor based on what happens in their seasons yeah i just sure. prefer when people vote this way because i like the show because of the strategy element
0: yeah 100 percent. i agree with that i think that like even more so than that uh it's like an easier like narrative to tell i guess because mm-hmm. uh, like usually when there's like a quote-unquote bitter jury the, the story gets told as to, like, why somebody lost rather than why yeah. the winner won, uh, which is usually a less cogent and, like, a less kind of uh, enjoyable story uh, to digest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whereas it, it like,
1: yeah. makes people mad yeah. online a lot, and that's not fun.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not fun. And uh, I definitely think, like, the story of why somebody won and, like, look at this person just, like, play Survivor, like crazy and just like mm. you know do such a good job and like get to the end and win like that's like a very like nice story to like tell and to like view so yeah. i i agree i think at this point i'm, I'm hoping that omar wins because i think that's story too. i think that's yeah. the best story for the season at this point like two weeks ago if you asked me i would have said there's like four or five different people who i'd be okay with winning and i would mm. be still i'd still be okay depending on how things play out with a uh, number of players winning as well Uh, drea obviously yeah
1: drea is the big one for me as well but she needs she needs to start like actively trying to win the game rather than kind of just like going through stuff right now
0: yeah no this is like the next round at the final seven is the round and it's Mm -hmm. going to be tricky because as we see in the preview uh presumably I, i think the do or die twist from the final seven of last season is coming back uh, which is going to make making a move pretty difficult uh, because it's pretty hard to, to uh, control. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: Can you yeah. remind me, Ben, um, obviously Deshaun picked it correctly, uh, didn't get, and then they voted someone off. Were they going to vote someone off even if Deshaun picked wrong? No, it was just going to yeah. be Deshaun. It was, out. It was okay. just going
0: to be Deshaun going. Yeah, so... To reiterate how the do-or-die twist works, at least last season, assuming they don't change up how the Mm -hmm. mechanic of it works, uh, everybody uh, left in the game is basically given the option uh, of whether or not they want to uh, compete in the immunity challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people who sit out have no chance at immunity, but they also are not at risk of getting uh, hit with this do-or-die twist. Uh, So the person who is eliminated from the immunity challenge first uh, is going to get hit with this do-or-die twist at Tribal Council. And they don't know how it works, uh, unless unless it's told to them uh, up front this mm. season. But last season, they didn't know how it worked until Tribal Council. So they made plans uh, for Tribal Council, uh, knowing that something bad was going to happen to Deshaun, but not what exactly. Mm. Um, and that player at Tribal Council is essentially going to play like the Monty Hall problem game, uh, which I'm very excited for everybody to not understand the Monty Hall problem again for
1: another week. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah. We, we went through it last time. They have to yes,
0: know my name. Surely everybody understands the Monty Hall problem now. Mm-hmm. Um, I should and... clip
1: uh, like our explanation out and yeah. just put it like up on Twitter like during the episode. Like, just uh, so no one's confused again. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah, basically, if you play the Monty Hall problem correctly you have a two and three chance of surviving. Uh, if you play it incorrectly, you have a one in three chance of surviving. Yeah. Deshaun played it incorrectly, but still hit the one in three chance of surviving. Uh,
1: and that's the thing that I think trips people up. The fact yeah. that he
0: Yeah people would are very have, like bent
1: out. So I, yeah. I think if Deshaun didn't switch and got out, people would have accepted it easier. But like people get caught up on the like, but he picked right and he's still there. So it's fine.
0: So yeah, no. Can't. I mean, look. In any game of chance, you can make the wrong decision and, and get rewarded with uh with success. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing a uh, Russian roulette and you're given the option to put five bullets in the chamber or uh or one, and you choose to put five bullets in the chamber and you get lucky and you hit the one out of the six, that doesn't mean you made the correct choice. <laughs> Definitely uh, not. So, like that's kind of like the you know extreme example of like why it's results-oriented thinking is stupid um but yeah so they play the money hall problem if they're eliminated then they're eliminated the tribal council ends and they go back mm-hmm. to camp if uh they are uh not eliminated they instead of being eliminated get a second immunity uh so at that tribal council both danny and Deshawn were immune after the do or die twist played out and then a subsequent vote is happening with two out of the seven people being immune so with two idols in the game, and potentially two people uh, being immune, there could only be three potential people to be targeted at that Hmm. final seven vote here. Um, Or you can make a huge plan to, you know, maybe like Drea realizes Omar needs to go and she gets this whole plan together and she has it all set up. Maybe she's going to idle him out or something. And then, you know, uh, you know, some random person, like, you know, maybe, like, Romeo gets do or die, and he just, like, loses the money haul problem and gets, like, you know unceremoniously eliminated. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, Drea missed her shot, not because of any fault of her own, but because the shot just happened to be on a round that the game didn't function normally. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't like this twist at all. No. Even a little bit. I don't find any redeeming quality to it. So. Nope
0: i agree uh i mean especially this late in the game as well and especially Mm -hmm. on such a pivotal round of seven because like five votes like nine seven five are usually like very very important kind of rounds in the game Mm -hmm. and none of those rounds really exist anymore in these seasons because nine is actually the 10-9 split tribal seven is a do or die twist and five is going to be where everybody plays their idols and advantages and one person who doesn't have a trinket gets eliminated uh,
1: hey modern survivor baby
0: yeah so you know maybe I guess I guess the move now is just to make your plays like uh, like Omar did today at, at the uh, uh, even numbers so maybe Drea mm-hmm. just is going to have to make her move at six and maybe it'll work maybe it won't but I don't know it's hard it's it's another complication and it definitely is going to favor the people who are already in power because mm-hmm. it makes it hard for any kind of um, you know anything to really be put together with any sort of you know decisiveness
1: yeah we'll see um anything else we didn't touch
0: on i don't think no. so i think we no.
1: covered it pretty front
0: to back no just uh we have more silly uh, analogies at tribal council about how survivor works yeah and... ben
1: after this season we're definitely gonna have to like either make a super cut or and like make it seem like it's all one tribal council or uh, or like inject our own into, into it because it's getting out of hand.
0: Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Jeff, uh, and then, like going to the resident stupid person and Jonathan and be like, okay, do you understand that analogy? And he's like, yes. You're like, okay, good. So that means the stupid people at home are gonna understand it.
1: Yeah, I I'll be honest at this point. I like what has what, has to be said anymore. Like we've had Survivor compared to, everything at this point mm-hmm. that I am genuinely starting to zone out when people start you know on these soliloquies about uh jenga and mm-hmm. merit blindfolded marathon running and whatever
0: else yeah i, I mean you know survivor is like a, a bowl of candy corn you have to be a, a bit of a, uh, a bit sick in the head as Lindsay put it uh, to want to want to get yourself involved in it and you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah bite them in half and they have multiple colors and uh, uh that's it and it, yeah. it, only, it only comes around uh certain times of the year there you go
1: perfect jeff cream some jeans over that one
0: yeah i, I, I don't know i just so dumb i hate the analogy yeah. so much yeah But it is what it is
1: this is cochran's fault always pertain <laughs> cochran and then ryan on uh heroes healers hustlers
0: yeah, you know what Survivor is like? Survivor is like Survivor, alright? It's mm-hmm. not a very difficult game to understand, right? You you, you you make social bonds and you vote people out. We don't we don't need these elaborate analogies to explain mm-hmm. that.
1: Survivor is a lot like Survivor. Jeff Probst is here. That's all you need to know. Oh,
0: man. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I guess we could wrap up here. Uh, you want to shout out your social media?
1: Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Fake TheFakeBmar, that's B-M-A-R-R, and then I'm uh, on Wicked Good Sports, which is our sports-focused channel. Um, very often, not as often this week, because people are traveling and have other responsibilities instead of just recording sports videos. I don't know what's up with that. Mm-hmm. People have to live life, but uh, yeah, go, go check us out there. We have our new website, WickedEverythingSports.com.
0: Yeah, uh, you can follow me on social media at Ben Sharon. You can follow the main channel on Twitter at WG Everything and on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at good Everything. And yes. this is the podcast channel on YouTube uh, Better Radio. Uh, otherwise, this is the Blind Siders on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, until next week for uh, episode uh, eleven. Uh, yeah, I think we only have what three episodes left in the season at this point sounds Uh, right usually
1: 13 right
0: yeah sounds right to me uh until then uh, uh we'll see you next time later